Theris, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, Rita. Thank you for having me on. So the reason we have you on the talk today is not because you are akin to one of, if not the most famous wizard in the world, Harry Potter, who's heading into his fifth year at Hogwarts, but because there's rumblings that you may be featured in a book about a creature named Creature. Ah, uh, yes. So I've heard. So I've heard. Would you mind just giving us a little bit of background as to who Creature is? So Creature is the house elf at my mom's house. Not going to say where exactly for safety reasons, but let's just say Creature and I don't necessarily see eye to eye, and I'm glad he's not the one writing this book. Interesting. So why exactly is it that you two don't see eye, eye to eye? Well, you see, I guess it all ends up coming back to my mother, Wahlberger Black. The Black family belongs to the Sacred 28, and... Sorry to interrupt you, Sirius, but listeners who may not know, do you mind explaining what the Sacred 28 is? The Sacred 28 represents the 28 family names that have remained pureblood, a name that, quite frankly, I can't stand. So how does that connect you with your mother and creature? So the whole idea of pureblood and mudblood and muggle and so on just doesn't sit right with me. It's just a way to divide people and create a hierarchy so some can su appear superior to others. It's a right load of nonsense. Take Harry, for example. He's a half-blood. No one in the right mind can question the talent of that boy. Yet, some do. And it's all because of the stigma, that stupid label that some try to put on him. If he wasn't the only wizard who seems capable of stopping Voldemort, I bet he'd have a hard time finding a job once he graduated Hogwarts. And his friend Hermione, who some listeners may or may not know, she's a mudblood. Sorry, Hermione, I know you can't stand the term as much as I do, but she is the most brilliant witch I've ever known. Anyways, so my mother subscribed to this idea that pure bloods were superior and that they should be the only witches and wizards who should be preserved. Creature, being that he was in service to my mother, adopted this line of thinking very quickly. I, on the other hand, did not. So what was it like being in the house growing up, having such different ideas than your mother and Creature? Uh, well, it was tough, but I always knew what I was standing for was the right thing, so that made it easier for me. Growing up and seeing the hatred that my mother embodied made me sick. I couldn't see how she thought so much lesser of non-pureblood witches and wizards. It seemed like it started to consume her, and I did not want to become like that. It wasn't until I attended Hogwarts that I became fully against my mother. I always knew what she was doing was wrong and oppressive, but it wasn't until I met Dumbledore and had long conversations with him that I saw the true error in her ways. Dumbledore embodies acceptance. There was no favoritism played towards purebloods, mudbloods, squibs, and even muggles. Uh, I've seen the one time when somehow one showed up drunk with Hagrid at Hogwarts. Yet Dumbledore simply did not allow it. He didn't ignore that differences existed, but he celebrated the differences and ensured that equity existed among those differences. Yeah, once I got exposed to that, I knew it was time for me to run away from home. So you weren't able to teach your mother and creature the things you learned at school? Uh, I tried. Believe me, I did. That used to be my number one goal in life. I knew if I could change their minds, then I'd be making the world a slightly better place. But I simply couldn't. So running away and making an effort to dismantle systems of oppression wherever I saw them became my goal. Interesting. So how does this fit in with Creature's book then? So I have not read the book yet, but I've spoken with Eggleberry. Basically, everything I've told you makes its way into the book in one fashion or another. The book addresses the ideas of oppression. Pureblood families oppressing non-pureblood families is one of the oldest and most problematic issues of oppression we have to deal with. But there are obviously countless other oppressions that people are subject to. But Creature fits in because he himself belongs to an oppressed group. The elves, since the beginning of time, have been oppressed by wizarding families. They don't seem privy to it because they seem to write well like working, but they are oppressed. So, for Creature being oppressed at the black household, and then turn around and become an oppressor himself, is a very interesting case study to look at. I think Echoberry is interested in understanding whether or not Creature being oppressed himself 
is what fuels his hatred for non-pure bloods. It may not even be that he hates them so much as it is he just wants himself to feel superior, giving his oppressed role as a house elf. Oppression can be a vicious cycle that way. Very interesting indeed. Well, Sirius, it seems that we are out of time, but thank you for joining the show and good luck with everything that you're doing. Thanks, Rita. Go Gryffindor!